Happy Labor Day. It's Monday, September 6th, and you're listening to episode 31 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. I'm Sam. And I'm Brandon. We are actually 31 episodes in. That's crazy. Yeah, 31, man. Wow, we thank made you. It. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who's listening, however you're listening, on whatever platform you're listening. Thank you so much. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, too, at Chasing Points Podcast. And we, I guess we're ready to do part two of our NFL preview. We're going to tackle the AFC, and it's only right that we bring back Dave Sepperson. What's up, Dave? Hey, guys. Hey, hey Dave. Coordinating producer of SI. What's up, bud? Welcome back. Thank you for Thank you for coming back. We're thank honored. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it is always it. an honor. Uh, I heard you th- thanking all the listeners. So thank you, everyone who listens. I'll shout out my dad, who I know listens as well. So thanks, Pop. Glad yes. you're listening. Uh, shout out, Pop. Yeah. So good to uh, good to be back, and uh, you know, ready to dive in. Sweet. I I mean, let's just uh, jump in too. So last week, if you haven't heard, uh, we had a great discussion on the NFC, and we're just going to look to replicate that today. So we'll just jump right into the AFC East and uh, leading off the AFC East just to get it out of the way. If anything else, uh, (laughs) Dave and I are just going to talk about the jets and uh, Brandon's going to go make a cup of coffee. (laughs) No, no. Brandon's going to sit here and critique your goddamn teams. Like you critique mine. So just be prepared, get ready. Let's go. Giving you both heart attacks now. (laughs) There we go. Hey, uh, I'll I'll start with Dave on this one. uh, Since we're the jets fans in the room. Does uh does Big Joe Douglas have the Jets trending in the right direction? So and I is- hope so. I'm gonna say yes. Uh, here's the thing about the Jets, and I'm gonna like most Jet fans are like fired up. And trust me, coming off the past few seasons with Adam Gase and everything we've gone through, where literally football is unwatchable. Like I could not. It was a pain and a chore to turn on the television on Sundays to watch football. There were a hundred other things I'd rather do. At least this season, I know I'm gonna get to watch enjoyable football, entertaining football. And for that, I cannot be more thankful. Now, let's talk about it on the field. Uh, I think a few Jet fans are getting ahead of themselves. And listen, I get it. We have a rookie quarterback. So everything is a possibility. He could be a bust. He could be the next coming of Joe Montana. Nobody knows. So we're just going to go and enjoy it. I'm going in with a very uh, optimistic attitude of just let's enjoy the season. Let's watch Zach Wilson play. Let's see if he can get better. Let's see if the team around him can get better. There are a lot of young players on this team. I mean, Look at the secondary. I, it, there are guys I can't even name who are starting for us. It is all young guys, even uh, guys we had started last year have been cut. It's very interesting. You know, obviously uh, losing Lawson in training camp was a huge blow to the defense. He looked incredible. Everyone was hyping up how good he was. That's a major blow to the defense. So even if I thought the Jets were going to win, you know, seven or eight games, something like that, I think you got to temper it, pull it back a little bit with that injury and, you know, maybe they're a five, six win team, but that's okay. For me, it's not about wins and losses this season. It's just about watching the team progress. If every one of the young players looks like they're getting better, understanding the offense and the team is trending in the right direction, they're in competitive games and they're just playing solid football as a jet fan for myself, I will be very happy. Listen, obviously I want my team to win. I want them to do well. It's clearly known Sam and I are jet fans, but I just want to see, forward progress. I want to watch entertaining football and I think I'm going to get that this season. So for that, I'm taking it as a win. I'm just going to be happy if I never see another third and long um, 
throw to the, the halfback in the flat um, to go 20 yards. So thank you. Uh, peace out, Adam Gase. I love Robert Sala. It's been documented on this podcast. I uh, think he's a leader of men, and I'm excited to see what happens. I'm tempered as well. I, I was counting. I was explaining, I think, to my father or my wife or someone, I don't know, someone who doesn't listen to me talk about sports, but how many times I've thought this has been a rookie, uh, a franchise quarterback, and I lost count since I've been a Jets fan. It's like six or seven. So I'll, I'll take it for what it is. I just want to see the team get better, and I believe the team can get better. I don't know how many wins this team could have. Um, I don't think it's going to be a lot. So I don't know if we spend a lot of a lot of time there, but I, I do believe in Joe Douglas and I think the right um, trajectory is up. And I think uh, I like the team. Uh, uh, he's put around. Hayes. Well, critique. Sam sounded like a robot because he froze for a second. So if you guys hear that, that's why he's he's a oh. transformer. He's it's OK. It's OK. But there's no way I'm going to let you in. And Dave, get out of this conversation without giving me the number of wins. Oh, you know, I'm happy to see the team this year. It's not about the wins. No, bull. I want to hear what both of you have to say before I get into what I have to say of what you think the number of wins that we're going to do. So, gentlemen, how many wins do the Jets get this year? I was actually looking up the over-unders for all of the teams from Caesars and my computer froze, but uh, I'll I'll jump in quick. I'm going to say realistic five or six. Okay. Optimistic eight. Okay. Whoa. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say whoa with eight because you got to remember this, this year is also 17 weeks. Yeah. So that, that, that expands it a little bit more. So that's not really too crazy because I actually thought about that looking for the over under for the Eagles and talking to my buddy that is an Eagles fan and does a ton of bets, which he should probably stop. Um, <laughs> and he was just like, you know, I think, you know, I think eight. And I was, he was like, you also got to remember 17 weeks. And I was like, ah, that's right. There's more, there's more games this year. So go ahead, Sam. How many do you have, sir? The lines.com is, uh, it says that the over under is six. Um, I I, I want to say over six, but again, I think I'm being optimistic. I hope Zach Wilson is as good as he's looked in the preseason against second team, um, you know, defenses. But um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll say six and a half. Can I say six and a half? You can say whatever you want. I just as long as you say an actual number, which you did, I'm fine with that. But I was not letting either of you get out of talking about the Jets and not give me what your prediction was on wins. There was no way that was going to happen. Um, so the first thing, you guys got my guy, Joe Douglas, and I still think that's the biggest mistake that the Eagles made was letting Joe walk and Howie Roseman do Howie Roseman things. Although I am very happy with Howie and what he's done recently with some of the moves that he's made, but still can't stand Howie. Joe Douglas is that dude. I sent Sam a, a DM of Joe Douglas as Austin, uh, flipping everybody off. Uh, he asked what he did. I didn't know what if he did anything. Just a buddy that's a Jets fan had posted it, and I just thought it was really, really dope edit. So there's that. Um, I think with Joe leading in the direction that he has, uh, you guys are trending in the absolute direction that you should have been trending towards years ago. But everything happens for a reason. And here you guys go. I think this is going to be the beginning of the end of your guys suffering. 
Uh, and what I mean by suffering is just watching, you know, the Patriots beat up on you every damn year. But now you guys also have to worry about a team that we're going to talk about in a second, the Bills. Um, I've I've been screaming to Sam that you guys have your future QB. I mean, how can you go wrong with the last name of Wilson? You got Russell Wilson. You got Owen and Luke Wilson. You got Wilson tennis balls. I mean, how can you go wrong? You got Wilson. Wilson. Like, I mean, what what do you want me to do here? Like, he's. he's oh, the he's, volleyball, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I think. Um, I think that you guys have a phenomenal talent in him. Just watching the things that he he's done. Uh, so far, and I know it's preseason and you get to see vanilla offenses, but we've also seen people in preseason see vanilla, excuse me, defenses and look terrible. So uh, his arm strength, the way that he's able to fling it down the field, I think that is going to open up a lot of things. And he's not he's not an immobile quarterback. You know, he can actually move like he's got a little fast leg, but he's not going to be that's not his first option, but he can do it. Um, I, I was watching ESPN and listening to Swagoo. Uh, that is Marcus Spears for those that do not know. Uh, and he, <laughs> he chose to, uh, omit a certain head coach's name and said how unbearable it was to watch and how, and made his bug eyes and all that. And I thought you guys would absolutely enjoy it. And I'm going to share the clip with you guys. If you haven't seen it, or I ask you guys to look it up, but I thought as Jets fans, you should all cherish what Marcus Spears said about that person who i will not speak of because i can't stand them either but i think you guys have uh, a promising future and i think you guys will probably have like six to seven wins i'd say this year but i'm looking forward to seeing what the jets do and, and especially what solid does real real quick we're gonna go long on the jets because it's the goddamn jets but uh dave we uh we sat together in a college apartment when mark sanchez was drafted yes. and we both had our doubts but we were optimistic we've sat together gino smith we've been through this together for a long time this isn't this is better than that right i mean well, okay we're... they're all different scenarios so like mark sanchez i like when we traded up because we didn't give up a ton of value anything we didn't give up anything like literally anything and i was like wow that's an incredible trade it's so like i wasn't like i had not watched Sanchez because i didn't think we were gonna pick him i didn't think we were gonna trade up for him so i had didn't i had basically no real like knowledge of him i watched a little bit of usc but like I didn't study him, so I was like, oh, you know, let's see what he can do. It's, he's a top-rated quarterback. This is great. Uh, and you know what? I think Sanchez had a very, very good uh, career with the Jets. Took us back-to-back AFC Championship games. That can't be sneezed at. I know people like to laugh at him for the Buffalo stuff, but I like to think, you know what? Over Of all the Jet quarterbacks I've watched, he is not one of the worst. He actually did a very, very solid job for the team. Uh, at the end, obviously, it worked out. Geno Smith was a different situation. I did watch him. I did scout him. I was not a fan. Funny enough, we were together on night one, and we didn't draft him, and I was so pumped. And the next, this is a great story. The next day, I was on a flight to Dallas with my wife, now girlfriend at the time, now wife, uh, for a friend of her's wedding. We get off the plane, and I turn my phone on, and it's blowing up with text messages. We drafted Gino Smith, and I'm, like, reading all these, and I literally am walking out of the tunnel off the plane, and I just scream out loud, son of a bleep, and... My girlfriend turns back to me. She goes, what happened? I go, the Jets drafted Gino Smith. And she goes, that is not an appropriate reaction in an airport. Uh, and so, yeah, I was never a fan. Like, yeah, I, I am very much more optimistic about this pick. I did scout Wilson. I spoke about him on the draft. If you want to hear my thoughts, go back and listen to that. I'm a fan. He can sling it. 
and he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, let's hope so. And I confirm that Caesars via Sportsline, CBS Sportsline, the, the over under is six wins. Uh, how about we'll go up the uh, go up the Mass Pike a little bit here before and, we go. Uh, shout out yeah. to Mark Sanchez's parents, especially his dad. Met them on the plane on my way to Arizona a couple of years back. Uh, this is I forgot who you guys played. Uh, but it was Thanksgiving, if I remember correctly. And Mark Sanchez's dad is the coolest dude that you'd probably ever meet. We talked to him so privately. Like, I saw the sixes on his on his arm, and I was just like, he's wearing Jets apparel and wearing six. I was like, that's very, very specific. And I walked over with my buddy, and I was like, excuse me. I was just like, I can't help but notice the number. He was like, are you, you Mark's? parents he was like he was like yeah he was really really cool we talked to him privately to the side then we got on the plane and then they announced that the sanchez family was on the plane and he was sitting right next to us on the plane ironically as well we looked at each other and we were just like like he wanted to be super private but we had a nice conversation the whole ride out there so shout out to the sanchez family they're pretty dope nice underrated quarterback he uh, he had his gaps in new york city but um Mm -hmm. underrated quarterback for sure for the franchise Mm -hmm. uh but going up the mass pike here well got to go to new england (laughs) a week ago we were ready to have an entirely different conversation about this team and it was really going to be at what point does mac jones become qb1 and bill belichick put that to rest on tuesday cutting cam newton um and giving the reins to mac jones so it's now Mac Jones's team. Uh, Hayes, what initial thoughts on, uh, you know, the cutting of, of Cam and, and Mac taking over? Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. Jones. You know, I'm going to get really tired of hearing that through the season because I know they're going to play that out, especially when he has like a good game. It's just going to that's playing off of Mike Jones for those that aren't, uh, you know, privy of what I'm saying. But um, I met Mike I, Jones once. I, did you? Yeah, I used to work at a hip hop station in Connecticut uh, uh, back in the day. That's interesting. Go I, <laughs> I have so many questions for you after this. Um, I'm so it, it was looking like it could be either, right? And we we've gotten reports uh, that were saying it could go either way throughout the whole time, right? Uh, so nobody really knew. Cam Cam didn't know, even though he believed in himself. I mean, he's a former MVP, right? But you got to remember who the head coach is, Bill Belichick. He doesn't give a damn what you did prior to that, not even the week prior to. Uh, if you're not doing any it right now or you're committing the same mistakes, you got to go, right? So, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, Cam, the, the COVID protocols, which I still think is the weirdest situation that happened with that. Um, but last year, uh, COVID, that ruined a lot of time. He had a lot of momentum. He was playing well. And then, the Patriots just started to decline after that point in time. Uh, I'm sure that had something to do with it. I know they're saying that it doesn't, but uh, let's be honest. If you don't have an, a, rel- a reliable QB, QB1, how can you really get to the destination that you want to go to, right? But also, Matt Jones is, and what I keep hearing about is, he doesn't make the same mistakes twice, which is huge in Bill Belichick's system. It's not making the same mistake twice. Uh, he's he's slung the ball pretty well from what I've seen so far. Everybody's talking him up. Uh, I think Sam knows how I feel. I don't know if Dave knows how I feel about that, Jones. Do I think he's going to be the greatest? I don't know. I don't necessarily believe in him. I mean, I know the comparisons have been early without 
trying to disrespect the person that I'm going to mention is Tom Brady, right? This is what they keep swirling around and saying that, which is still asinine to me because Tom Brady is Tom Brady. I don't even think you should even utter those two names in the same breath, but that's just me. Um, but I, I just think it's, it's going to be interesting to see what's, what's going to happen. And then for the cam side, I love cam to death. I love how cam played. He's a once in a generational type player. Like he's, he's brought something to that position that really wasn't seen before a guy, his size, strength, speed, uh, his arm strength prior to, you know, that weird injury that messed up his throwing motion. Um, I don't know if cam gets as a starter this year. I, I the only way that cam gets on a team, he's essentially going to have to do what Carmelo Anthony had to do is swallow his pride and understand that he's not going to be a starting QB, at least this year. Um, he could be next year, depending on a team. I really still think the Washington football team should pick him up, but that's just me. Um, but I, I, I hope Cam, Cam lands on his feet. I know he will, regardless of what he does, but uh, I think he needs to understand that he's not going to be a starter, at least this year. And his his years of that is pretty much almost past. So yeah. I'm, I'm very glad we're doing this now. I've got a lot of people probably thought we like were taped NFC and AFC back to back and we're just releasing the AFC the week later. And everyone's like, oh, they're just going to talk about Cam. But no, this is actual. You don't have to edit me and Brandon being like, oh, Mac Jones instead of Cam Newton. Uh, so <laughs> let's just do 50,000 feet uh, of the team. I think the defense is solid. I think their playmakers are not very good. Um, I know they added Jonas Smith and Hunter Henry, uh, but neither of them to me are game breakers. I think they're solid tight ends. Quite frankly, if Hunter Henry is on the field for more than half the season, uh, I think that's a win because he's unfortunately always injured. And he's a talented player, but he's, you know, he's just, you can't rely on him, in my opinion, which is unfortunate because he is talented. Uh, all right, let's talk about Mac Jones. Anyone who compares him to Tom Brady, uh, you should not talk to them about football anymore because <laughs> they you. just don't know what they're talking about. Thank you. Um, the best comparison I actually heard was, and this is a shout out to uh, SI senior writer Albert Breer, was a lot of people in the NFL said they're comparing him to. Chad Pennington, and for those who don't know, uh, I'm the third biggest Chad Pennington fan on the planet, behind only his mother and his wife. Um, I'm pretty sure I like him more than his own kids, because like, I'm pretty sure at one point, every kid tells their parent, like, oh, dad, I hate you, or something. I've never said that about Chad Pennington. I love the guy inconsequentially, so like, I'm pretty sure I'm even above the kids. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Pennington, so anytime the player is compared to him, that's going to perk to me, and like, I'm going to be like, whoa, what's going on? So, uh, it's interesting. I could see those traits, a lot of, you know, pretty solid pe- uh, accuracy and, you know, it seems like he has a good command of the offense, but I was critical of him in the draft process and I still am going to be, you know, I've seen some positives in uh, the preseason games. I've watched of him. I think there's some talent there and you know what I've said, there are things to be coached out of him and Belichick's a great coach clearly. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a chance he turns into something special in new England, Tom Brady. No, but a good quarterback. And he'll be his own quarterback, um, you know. So they're an interesting team. I think Patriot fans are very used to winning, and so they're kind of now coming back down to earth of like this is what it's like to be back to normal NFL football. You know, last year was not great, and I think this year will be, you know, like an eight and nine, nine and eight team. I don't think they're gonna. To me, they're not a playoff team. Um, I think the AFC East is pretty weak overall. And so, yeah, maybe they split some wins with the Jets, split some wins with the Dolphins. I think the Bills are going to run through a lot of these teams. Um, but, yeah, I, just, I think the hype on the Patriots is always a little too high because of what they've done in the past. I think if we look at this team now, what they actually are, solid defense, rookie quarterback, 
not a ton of weapons around him. I do like Damian Harris. He's a legit running back. And if they, you know, run him a lot, which I think they will, you know, he'll he'll have a good season. But, you know, if your number one receiver is who, Jacoby Myers, I mean, does anyone think that guy's going to become a superstar and lead a them lawyer. to, you know, wins? You know, it's, yeah, it's. They are lacking playmakers on the outside. Mac Jones needs to be able to get the ball to guys like that. So I think for that reason, the Patriots will not be as good as people think. So yeah, I'll say, I'll say nine wins. I feel like that's a strong number for them. Caesars has them at nine wins. Um, that's very, look at you. Just it's like you're reading yeah, the notes. Right. Well, man, who needs bookies? I can do this. Um, Jacoby Myers is looking to have a breakout year. A lot of fantasy analysts have him as having a breakout year, but he didn't score a touchdown last year. Maybe that's because Cam just didn't Couldn't throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Because uh, who else are they going to throw to? Like they, the ball's yeah. got to go to somebody. So like, you know, they're going to throw to some of these guys. Right. Right. Well, when you spend a ton of money on those tight ends and Kendrick Bourne and uh, Nelson Aguilar, um, your boy Hayes mistake <laughs> so, <Huge> mistake. <laughs> it, we haven't seen we haven't seen the free agent spending being a um a, you know a catalyst for success here but they they needed it because they haven't drafted well they haven't drafted well for a while now actually and, yeah uh, i've said that on the draft that like they don't draft makers yeah. well that is the one thing about Trek has never done well ever yeah yeah, no, you're you're right, and uh, we're seeing it now. And this is when you have to spend a ton of money to kind of fill out your roster, um, you know. Yeah, but the, uh, again, I, I agree with you guys. The uh, the Tom Brady talk is foolish, and um, we can just move on from there. I I, I like Mac Jones. I think he's going to have a a great year. Um, interesting enough, we'll we'll just go down to Miami where he uh, took over for Tua. And a lot of rumblings, we kind of talked about the Sean Watson trade and trade scenarios when we were talking about the Eagles last week. But is is Tua the QB of the future? I know they committed to him now, Brian Flores, but can Tua lead this team <laughs> to the promised land? It's tough. I like Tua, and I think he's talented. Can he lead the Dolphins like to a Super Bowl? maybe I like it, he's so tough to get a real read on. Like I like him, but I don't know if like, I love him. Um, so they're going to probably be the second best team because I think the talent around them is very good. Uh, and I think the coaching staff is very strong there. Um, so I think they could be a potential wildcard team. I think that maybe they'll be in the fight. I don't know if make the playoffs. Uh, I'm not predicting them to, um, just because I think they will lose a few games here and there uh, and split a few with uh, the Jets and Patriots. Um, so it's tough. Like, how long is his leash from Miami? Like, if they're giving him one season to say, like, you have to lose to the playoffs this year or, like, you're a bust, like, okay, and then he's probably gone. Like, that's – but I don't think that's fair. I think you've got to give him time to grow into this offense, grow into the NFL. You know, I think in two to three seasons he could become a very solid quarterback. You know, he could have uh, – I don't, want to, I don't know. It's hard to even equate it anymore, but like maybe like a Tony Romo style, like type, like season, like he could be, you know, a top, you know, 10, 15 quarterback and, uh, you know, probably lead the team to the 
playoffs, they just got to give him time. I think that's the biggest thing. There's a lot of pressure on him, which is really unfair because the Dolphins have been bad for so long. So to say, like, now that they have two, they have to be a playoff team automatically just feels unfair. I don't think, like, that's the case. I think you want to just see him continue to progress. A lot of these young quarterbacks, the AFC East has got a lot of young quarterbacks. Even Josh Allen's not that old. So, you know, all these guys are going to be learning on the job, playing against either other rookies or other young players. So it'll be interesting to watch how they all develop because it will shape how the AFC East unfolds for the next probably 10 years. Yeah, the whole tank for Tua thing and then having him, you know, having him spell Ryan Fitzpatrick and then likewise, was that's a rough go. And now these Deshaun Watson rumors, which I think it's just, you know, Nonsense. I, I don't see why anyone should be trading for Deshaun Watson right now when you don't know if he'll ever play a down again, let alone play this year. Uh, but, you know, we, we've we've talked about that enough. I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that when we talk about Houston. But, Hayes, uh, the Miami Dolphins, you know, do you, do you believe in Tua? Do you believe that this offense, uh, you know, can match defense? Well, first, this is my dad's all- team. This is my dad's team, right. so I love to see them squirm. So I hope they lose every single game possible so I can just laugh at him every Sunday morning and just sip my tea and just look at him and while he's embarrassed by what they put out in the field. But uh, <laughs> all joking aside. Um, love you, Dad. <laughs> he, he knows I love him. I don't have to say that. I'm that's, sure he'll be that's love. back to tell you how bad the Eagles are. <laughs> no, it's, listen, no, because we – I mean, there's a reason I'm wearing this lovely Penn State shirt today because we are diehard Penn State fans, but that's a whole other, you know, beating, you know, the the second best ranked defense in the nation. But, you know, it's not a big deal beating number 12, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> so, <laughs> uh, Tua, 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 Tua. I'm just really tired of people not giving this young man his chance. I'm really tired of people not giving these young quarterbacks a chance as if one season they're supposed to be uh, the greatest thing ever. Uh, if that was the case, then we would have never saw the greatness of Peyton Manning. Because if we remember what Peyton Manning did in his first season, it was not great at all. So yet, we now, on the flip side, want these young quarterbacks to go out here and be Tom Brady already, right? Because people are already comparing Mac Jones to him. They Everybody wants to be have Tom Brady. We want to get this guy and do that. Then you have the the rare flashes of, of Justin Herbert or, and then you're looking at people like that, Russell Wilson that come in and just tear up the league right away. And it's just like, these guys are special talents. Not everybody could do that. Also people need to understand that it's the system as well, because you can put these young players in the wrong system and they can do absolutely nothing, which is why I'm so intrigued what's going to happen with Trevor Lawrence is because is Urban Meyer going to put him in the right system? We haven't seen what they really are going to put out there yet, right? We've only seen preseason. But if Trevor, if Urban Meyer has the wrong system for him, then he's not going to excel. And we all know that he is a generational talent. We've seen what he's done in college football. Does that translate to the NFL? We don't know. But for Tua, Tua balled out in Alabama. He came to Miami, a team that has been terrible for decades now it's like they've been cursed ever since they went undefeated and they still haven't been able to do anything and yet and still they had one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time Dan Marino and still couldn't win it but yet we are not even giving this young man a chance he had one season and he didn't even start the whole season last year as we talked as Dave mentioned he had Fitz magic in front of him 
We beat him out. And now he has a full season to actually go ahead and, and prove himself. And we're already still talking about trading for Deshaun Watson, who's, like Sam said, we don't know if he's playing anytime soon or not. And we're still trying to already move this young man without even giving him an opportunity to really truly play, play or to grow into his own. So I think it's unfair for him, the likes of him, the likes of uh, Jalen Hurts, the likes of some other of these other people. And yes, those are two Alabama people, but you don't hear the same thing with Kyler Murray, right? You, you don't hear that same comparison with Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray it's been all right. He's got a great arm. It's phenomenal, right? I think he's better than both of them right now, obviously. But just give Tua a chance, really. Just give Tua a chance. I, I like what Brian Flores is doing down there. I love what they're doing with that defense. I think that's what's up holding them up. But let's see if that offense finally matches it. I think they have a chance to do that. I think Tua can shock people this year. But just give the kid an opportunity. Put the right things around him where he's not going to excel. That's really what I have to say. With yeah, that. I I just stole Tua in my dynasty league for as my third quarterback. So I'm really happy about that. So that's going to be great. Uh, but yeah, we, we've hopefully Tua can just get under center and ball. Like I think he can, and he's having a great, uh, I want to say spring, but he's having a great summer um, <laughs> at camp. So hopefully that transitions to the field, but another Another thing hoping to transition if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you're jumping through tables is can Josh Allen continue this MVP pace and production and play? Um, are the Bills the only team that can beat the Chiefs? How about a lot of questions that, in Sam? Buffalo? How about you start that? How do you feel about the Bills, man? I, I like the Bills. Um, I, you know, I want to see it again from Josh Allen. He had a great year. Um, but, you know, the arm strength was never a question. Accuracy was always a question, and he became a much more efficient passer. So um, he he showed in the last – was it the last uh, last camp game or uh, preseason game or the one before that they threw like 26 times? He was on the field or something like that. So he, they want to throw the ball. Um, you know, Singletary and Moss, can they, you know, can they provide a running game for them? I think they have uh, one of the – best receivers in, in football that's without a doubt Stefan Diggs and um you know Beasley's a a, a great slot guy and, and Gabriel Davis too but um Kenny I hope you know I hope so I, I like their style of play I like their coach I like what they've done to surround Allen with talent um and I I wish as a Jets fan we did that with Sam Darnold um but yeah, I, I I think they can give him a run. I'd still, you know, spoiler here, I'm picking the Chiefs um, <laughs> in that battle. But um, yeah, no, I, I I think Josh Allen's legit and can continue to to live up to that contract that he just signed. What do you guys think? Yeah, Josh Allen might be the player I was most wrong about from the draft to the NFL. I did not think yeah. he'd become a star, uh, and he has. He's been incredible. So kudos to him. He's really performed exceptionally at the NFL level. And, you know, the team, like you said, they built around him really well. I like the running backs. I think Singletary is fast and catch the ball. Zach Moss is, you know, tough to tackle through the through the inside and at the goal line. You know, Steph Diggs is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I watched him at Maryland a lot, and I was always a fan of his game. It is transitioned to the NFL exceptionally well, and he's just going to continue to get better. 
you know, Emmanuel Sanders in the slot is good. Uh, Gabriel Davis. Um, they got some good players. You know, the offensive line is strong. And then defensively, they're really good. And it's funny because I actually, I love the Ed Oliver pick. I was a huge fan of him coming out of the draft. And I think he has just barely scratched the surface of how good he can be. I think he can be even better. Um, so I think the defense is legit. I actually, I think their kicker is really good, uh, which is, I know people don't talk about that, but like he's really strong legged. He can kick it. And when you're up in Buffalo, where, you know, the winds are strong, you've got to have a player who can kick it and, you know, not miss kicks. And he does that. So, um, yeah, I, I like the Bills. I think they're a good team. Are they a Super Bowl contender? <sighs> probably not. They're probably still a piece or two away um, from getting there, but they're not They're not far off. If you told me they're in the Super Bowl, I would not be surprised. Um, but if you're asking me, like, will they do it? I'm going to say no. But I think they win the division uh, pretty easily. I think the team is strong enough top to bottom. Um, I mean, like most teams, the only question with them is, will everyone stay healthy if Josh Allen's Injured and Mitchell Trubisky's your quarterback, uh, you're probably not going to win as many games. But with Josh Allen on the field, he's proven what he can do. Uh, and I'm intrigued to see if he can do it again and really make a run at the MVP and put up some more iPhone stats. That'll be an interesting storyline to follow. But for Bills fans, you know, they're they are lo- as loyal as it comes. And uh, they're a good group of people. They've donated a lot of money. Bills Mafia really goes above and beyond when it comes to doing what's right for the community there and for other teams. Uh, so shout out to Bills Mafia. I think they're they get a bad rap, and they're actually some really good people. Um, who I know, a friend of mine who over at ESPN, she did a great feature on them. Shout out to Alex Nolan, uh, and showed the kind of compassion they have, uh, and it's truly, truly special. So I uh, always like giving a shout out to good people. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, you know I'm I'm happy for Bills fans. They've watched a lot of bad football, so it's time for them to finally enjoy some good football. There you go. I'll, I I gotta interrupt you for a second. Is I uh, can't talk about the Bills and not talk about their defense. I don't know why I completely omitted them, but their defense is is very good. That's all I have to say. Now back to Hayes. Uh, I'll make this very very quick. Josh Allen is, I feel, is going to have a Aaron Rodgers like career. And I'm saying that right now. I, just, wow. I I have faith in his arm. Uh, like you, Dave, I did not believe in him <laughs> when he came out. The hype was like, oh, Josh Allen. It's like he's not going to be anything. The way that that man flings the ball down the field, I I shut my mouth and watching him do that. I think he's building that confidence. And with Diggs there, I think in continuing to have that around him, I think he's just going to continue to grow and, and be able to sling the ball more and more. But I also love what the Bills do. They actually support and build around the players that they should build around. I think that goes unnoticed. Uh, at times and they're actually building something great up there uh so i'm really really interested to see but i mean i th- i agree with you i i could see them in the, the super bowl but i don't see anybody beating the Chiefs. so we'll just leave it at that all right so i'm just i'll just start uh this the bills are over 10 and a half easy for me i think they take the division what do you guys think uh dave yeah i got the bills winning it. uh i think they're probably an 11 one team they're they're a good football team uh, so yeah, as long as they stay healthy, there's no reason they shouldn't be the division winners. Hayes, you have the Jets going, right? Nobody <laughs> circles the wagon like the Bills. That's it. No, I <laughs> yeah. don't have the Jets going. <laughs> Not this year. I gave it like two years. Uh, oh, let's hope so. Hey, uh, Imagine if they did. <laughs> that would be that would be something else. Hey, let's just go across the country uh, to the AFC West now. We'll just mix it up a little bit. This is how you know Hayes wrote the notes. Is Teddy Two Gloves 
the right choice under center. I mean, two gloves. I mean, how can you go against one of the greatest names for a player, Teddy Two Gloves? Like, it's just amazing. Um, I think it's interesting. I, I think he's basically a, a, a bandage out there. I love, I love what he was, you know, before the, the major injury, um, what he was out of Louisville and then in, at the Vikings. Like, I, I, I love this guy. Like, it's hard not to like this guy. Like, he does all the right things on and off the field. Um, and I, I wish nothing but the best for him. But for if I'm looking at the Broncos overall, they can't get it right with a quarterback. The only reason they got it right with a quarterback is that they traded for Peyton Manning, who was already an established quarterback. But we didn't know what Peyton Manning we were getting due to the injury, right? But it was still Peyton Manning. I mean, I'd take an injured Peyton Manning over probably 90% of the league right now. Um, it's just the reality. But I, I think the Broncos, I don't – was he the right choice right now? If he beat out uh, Drew Locke, I, I, I don't know what Drew's going to do. Like, Drew looked good last year, but – I don't know if they have that quarterback of the future on their roster. I don't know what they really do with this team. Von Miller is getting older. Uh, I know they have a couple. It's Jerry Judy's on that team, right? I remember correctly? Yeah. Right? So it's like, does Jerry Judy come out? Uh, does he finally, like, show up and, and live up to his his uh, draft status? Like, what actually happens? But, again, it they're very – mysterious team to me i don't know where they go i don't put too much stock into them right now and i don't know what they what they do there um so i think teddy is the right choice right now but and and in the future i'm not quite sure i think he's like i said i think he's just a bandage dave i i think i was just gonna say i i think teddy bridgewater is just perfect quarterback for vic fangio the defensive minded guy but what do you think? Yeah, it's funny. For a guy who had, like, a cup of coffee with the Jets, I feel like a lot of Jet fans really, like, have a bond with uh, Teddy Bridgewater because for everything he's been able to accomplish and come back from what is everyone has said is just a devastating injury, how do you have anything but immense respect for that guy? All he's done is prove people wrong. So I'm rooting for Teddy. I want him to be back to being that great quarterback he can be. Uh, you know, he was solid with Carolina, so – no reason to think he won't be solid with uh, Denver. I mean, he's got good weapons. I'm a big fan of Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton, no offense. I think all their playmakers are very, very good young players. Um, you know, defensively, listen, they're not what they were when they won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, but they still have, you know, some solid pieces. Obviously, Von Miller is a Hall of Fame t- caliber player. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think this team's probably – a seven or eight win team, maybe nine. Uh, but you know, they're not beating the Chiefs. They're maybe they fight for a wild card berth, maybe. Uh, but yeah, they, they I want Teddy to be the guy. I don't think he will be, unfortunately, as much as I'm rooting for him because I have nothing but the utmost respect for him. Eventually, they're gonna have to find the next guy and kind of build that team around him. Um, and they've got the weapons to bring in a rookie quarterback. And, you know, if even if Teddy is a transition to a rookie, you know, and, and Teddy stays next year, the rookie sits behind him and learns, uh, you know, by then Jerry's got – Judy's got more reps. Cortland Sutton's got more reps. Fancy more reps. You could try and, you know, continue to build that offensive line. You know, while also adding hopefully other pieces on the defense uh, through the draft. Because when you look at it, like, you know, offensively, they're pretty set. So 
you have to probably use a first round pick at a quarterback. And then you can use some seconds and thirds on defensive players to try and build out the depth in that defense and try and make a special. And, you know, yeah, they're probably two to three years away, but um, I think they're still going to be a fun team to watch. And, uh, you know, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I uh, I think the Drew Locke days are numbered. Um, it doesn't seem like he's got much love from this coaching staff. Teddy Bridgewater is safe. He doesn't throw it in the big windows. He's very conservative with the football. He plays a kind of quarterback that, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see him with all this talent. Obviously, you didn't really get to see it last year because CMC got hurt in Carolina, but those receivers are are special in Carolina. The receivers in Denver, I think, are really special. Um, Javante Williams is gonna, I think, is gonna be a stud coming out of North Carolina, being there in the backfield. Uh, and Melvin Gordon, still Melvin Gordon. I, I, you know, he hasn't quite lost it there. But I think Aaron Rodgers is probably. It seems like the most logical base step right now um, next year because he's clearly not staying in Green Bay. And I think you put Aaron Rodgers in that offense as as you were you guys were kind of mentioning the talent around there. I think that's a that's going to be something interesting to watch. Sam. So, yeah. Yo. Enough of the Broncos. Let's get to the real fireworks. And I want you to start this one because I don't think the people understand how angry this topic kind of makes you. And I just want the world to hear your anger when we talk about that. Raiders. So, Sam, how are you feeling about the Raiders? <laughs> I, I don't feel much about the Raiders. They don't keep me up at night. I don't worry about them. But I, I just think the... I just think drafting wise and the, some of the personnel moves they've made over the last couple of years is kind of ridiculous. I thought Mike Mayock would be better at this job. Um, I thought John Gruden would, well, I kind of just thought John Gruden would be John Gruden, but um, he's clearly running the show here. The, we were talking off air about the Cleveland Farrell pick and we thought it was weird then. I still think, you know, you had Josh Allen on the board. You had, I don't, I don't remember who else was right there. Um, the, uh, what's his name? The linebacker from the Bucks, um, the Devin White, right? Like, I love those two guys coming out of the draft. So the Cleveland Farrell pick just makes my blood boil. So that's what Hayes is referencing there. I just think Mike Mayock should have been better at this job. He was great on TV. Obviously, it's a much different world when you're, you're in the front office of a professional football team. So, uh, Dave, you're shaking your head a little bit. Yeah, I, <laughs> I am. Uh, okay, so I'm a Jets fan. Everyone knows this. But one of my favorite teams to watch was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers under Tony Dungy. I have I love that team. Uh, I was a huge Warren Sapp fan. Uh, Martin Gramatica, if you know who that is, was like the goat kicker yep. to me. So when Tony Dungy got – let go and John Gruden came in and won the Super Bowl. I was one of those people, even though Tony Dungy just said it was John Gruden's team, they won the Super Bowl. I've always been like, no, that was Tony Dungy's team. That was Tony Dungy's Super Bowl. I don't want to hear this nonsense. So I've always kind of had that soft spot against John Gruden. Now, John Gruden's a good coach. I don't want to take shots at him. I do think he's a very good coach. Uh, the Raiders are, are difficult because I don't know. When you look at those, like some of their pieces individually, like I, they should be better than they are. Like 
I don't know. Carr's a fine quarterback, but he is what he is. He's he's fine. He's middle of the road. Um, but he's got some talent. And then, you know, like Ruggs is good, and they've got some you know pieces on the defense I like here and there. But like, I don't know. Like the when you look at the totality of the team, I don't know why anyone thinks this team is going to be a playoff team. Like, there's no way. I, to me, Gruden, this is his last year there, and then they're going to probably dump car and just straight up rebuild. Um, yeah, th- this feels like it's going to be way worse before it gets better for the now it's, boss. Baby. He signed a, a 10 year contract. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. And, yeah, and is, again, but I still think he's going to get fired. <laughs> I do. You know, I liked, I like Cleveland Farrell. I liked Henry Ruggs, but I, I just being a huge draft guy, like you are, I just, I loved CD lamb and Jerry Judy more. And it just kind of compounded for me and my kind of curiosity for this for this team um and yeah their their cars average that's all i got caesars has them at eight wins i don't see that at all i don't know Hayes, you've been quiet i've been quiet because i thought you were going to give me more fireworks uh because i know how you really feel about it but i feel like you're dumbing it down just a little bit for the people what do you but mean? you know what but no 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 what, 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 what didn't i say what did i say you had your time you had your time mm-mm. i thought there was gonna right. be angry sam i was trying to get angry sam out of you and just so we can go on and have a great sunday but you didn't you didn't match it so it's okay i got you sam i got you uh john gruden sucks <laughs> is what Sam really wanted to say. Uh, Mayox sucks is what Sam really wanted to say. And this team is, they have talent because they could, they beat the chiefs last year. Uh, so they clearly can do that. Uh, you guys didn't mention the the best player on the team, which I'm surprised neither of you did, which is Mr. Waller. Renfro. No, no, cut no. your see, <laughs> see, no, Darren Waller is the man. Um, and, and it's, it's unfortunate. Do I think I, I put a question in here for for us and I and I want to really ask, like, is it is this a make or break season for Gruden or Derek Carr? Who who is this going to fall on? And and then we can move on from here because I don't really have much to say about the Raiders. I mean, I love I love that the silver and black. I love when they were in actually in Oakland, not where they are now and and what the black hole was then. But uh, what do you? Who do you think it really falls on? Is it? Is All right, it- I'm gonna jump in really quick because number one, how dare you take a shot at Las Vegas, one of the greatest cities in America. I love Las Vegas. First off, I will defend that place till first, I till I die. First off, I didn't I say any, if you notice, I didn't say anything about Vegas. I just All said right. I love them when they were in Oakland. Las Vegas is not fair. I, I, yes, exactly. Different. Yes, Both I didn't do that. But Vegas, <laughs> Vegas is the best. I listen. The people of Las Vegas are the greatest. I love. Oh, I agree. Uh, I want to have a winner. But you're asking who's going to fall on. I truly think Gruden's going to get fired. And then even if Carr's fine, like the next guy who comes in probably doesn't want Derek Carr as a quarterback. So I think Gruden believes in him and he'll keep him around. And then once Gruden's gone, Carr, unfortunately, will just go too. Um, so I think they're both gone. Honestly, next year, I'd be very surprised if either of them are still on the team next year. I think uh, John Gruden somehow blackmailed Mark Davis, they also share the same barber. So I don't think John Gruden is going anywhere. I really, I'm trying to be funny here, but I, I'm being serious too. I don't think, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think, I, I don't understand the Derek Carr thing. I mean, when you have a average quarterback, you pay him 
what he's getting paid now. That's just the world, the, the NFL landscape, the QB landscape nowadays. But I, I think they they start blowing this thing up. I mean, but even the rumors of like they're trying to trade back for Khalil Mack and stuff, like just you know, I I could I just take that for what it is. You know, it could just be a report. Yeah, of course you. Yeah, you call in on guys all the time, but um, that was the same know. I was waiting for. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, that trade is still so egregious. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that trade. You just brought it up, and now I'm mad. That trade was so bad. Oh my god. Yeah, See, we'll now I'll break that down. <laughs> break that down on a future pod, but let's uh let's go to LA, a team uh, a place where the Raiders once resided. Um great 30 for 30 that Al Davis versus the NFL if you haven't seen that. Uh really enjoyed that one. But do the Chargers have a chance to beat the Chiefs in their own division? And do you think the uh, you know, Justin Herbert just uh just makes the next step and continues the ball out so i love throwing out like ridiculous hot takes because i think they're really fun and i wanted to be like yeah the Chargers are gonna do it they're gonna beat the chiefs i couldn't go crazy i had to live in reality uh so no but i really like the chargers i think this is a really fun team with a ton of great players across the board offensively defensively Justin herbert has been great uh and i don't think there's i mean listen i think he might regress slightly statistically just because his rookie year was unbelievable but even then he's still going to have an amazing year so even when i say a slight regression it's not like he's going to fall off a cliff i think he's still going to be a pro bowl caliber quarterback um you know keenan allen if he's healthy is one of the best receivers in the nfl mike williams same thing helps the big factor with this team you know you look at guys like allen and williams they've missed a lot of time throughout their career unfortunately because they're both unbelievable players while not on the field um you know Austin Eckler is a really good running back uh, who, uh, you know, I think a lot of people aren't hyping up enough. I think he's very, very talented. Um, you know, Derwin James is one of the best defensive players in the NFL. You know, they're, they're a good team and they're really fun to watch. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching Herbert and Mahomes battle it out. I'm, you know, I hope those are some of the West Coast games we start to see uh, in that East uh, time slot uh, moving forward. So, yeah. Gonna, those are going to be fun matchups, but I still think the Chiefs are better. Um, but, man, the Chargers are going to be a fun team to watch, and I'm pretty positive I have them as one of my wildcard teams. You do. You do. Spoiler. All right, good. Pick them, yeah. So. Hayes, Chargers? I think we. I think everybody talks about Herbert more than enough. I don't really think I need to talk about him. Uh, he's he's a talented quarterback, uh, definitely a quarterback I slept on. Uh, didn't know what he was going to be, uh, but he, he he's shown that he is a quarterback that is is here to stay. Uh, there's one person that that Dave missed that he said mentioned his name, but I think we need to talk about because he's going to be the in my opinion, the biggest impact on this team this year. And that's my boy, Derwin James. Uh, with him being out there, I think he, everybody talks about Jamal Adams, but <laughs> I'll take Derwin over Jamal Adams any day. Um, that's just who I am. I know they're both safeties, but that's just my guy. Uh, the way that he plays, he kind of reminds me of, rest in peace, Sean Taylor. Um, and that is a, a huge praise for those that watch and and praise defensive players derwin's all over the field he's a ball hawk but he will also come down and lay the boom on you and i think that's going to be 
big for them in the division, especially about the team we're about to talk about uh, and playing against them, which is the Chiefs. Um, having that loom over with the Tyreek Hills and the the Travis Kelseys running down the field, I mean, you need somebody that's going to be bad there be like, well, you're not just going to run free all day back here. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing what that defense actually does. Uh, but I'm also I, – I praise Justin Herbert. I think he's just phenomenal. He's he's a great young player. But I, I do agree with you, Dave. I think he's going to regress a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. Erwin's just got to stay on the field, man. He's yep. such an incredible talent, yep. and he's lost so much time. Um, interesting take on the Jamal thing. I don't they're, – they're just so different. Um, I love the Sean Taylor comp, though. I love Derwin James. I love Sean Taylor. Uh, I love the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers, by the way, oh, nine wins from Caesars. I thought that was interesting. That's, I think they definitely low. have. Yeah, I think they definitely have chance to win more. The Raiders at eight, which I would pound the under on that. I'm not even a betting guy, but <laughs> that just seems like a lot to me. I don't know. The Chiefs have twelve though, and um, you could Shocker. you could make the case that's low. Um, I don't know what's. You know, I don't know what's even left to say about the Chiefs. They've they uh, almost killed their quarterback in the Super Bowl, and they shirt up that line a little bit. And you know, they lost Sammy Watkins on offense, and I think that's fine. Hopefully, Mecole Harmon uh, Robinson step up there. You still have the best tight end, and arguably the second best wide. I think Devontae Adams is probably the best wide receiver in football. But you can make yep. a case Tyreek kills right there. And if he can stay as crazy efficient as he is, and you have the best quarterback of this generation, uh, you know, under center, what more is there left to say? Do I, you know, I just want to say, say, I just want to say this one thing to your first part. Like, yes, we all watched how the chiefs basically left him for dead in the super bowl, but I never thought prior to that super bowl that Patrick Mahomes couldn't get, more respect from people in the league and then everybody watching him scramble and still almost will this team to be, you know, <laughs> have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I think he has the utmost respect from everybody in the league, especially after that performance. So, I mean, I think his he's still he's still not even at his best completely, which is so wild to say. Yeah, I'm intrigued to watch this team this year because, listen, I mean, we all can agree. The offensive line last year for the Chiefs going to the playoffs was banged up and injured, adding Orlando Brown Jr. and Joe Tunney to the left side should revitalize that line. But to be fair, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drew up a beautiful game plan for the Chiefs. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if teams really can study that and try and break it down and see if they can try and figure out how to slow down the Chiefs. I agree. I don't think it's going to happen. Their offensive weapons, as you guys have said, are incredible. Mahomes is still one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. Their defense to me is above average, so they can be in plenty of games. Uh, and when you have a team that can score literally 40 points at any given day, uh, you're going to be in every every NFL game there is, uh, even if your defense is given up 30, because you guys can always outscore somebody else. So, yeah, they're going to be an interesting team to watch this year. I still think, to me, uh, they're the favorite to get back to the Super Bowl and one of the, if not the best team in the NFL, one of the top two. Uh, you know, we can just uh, go right to our picks for the AFC West here. I think uh, I think it's safe to say we're all picking the Chiefs. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's let's go down south. Hey, John, uh, actually, I'm changing my pick. Is John Gruden? 
<laughs> John Gruden wins the AFC West. Nice. Oh, John Gruden. Hey, uh, what what do we make of this Texans team? Obviously, there's a lot pending on Watson's legal situation. If he's even able to play, it sounds like they're just going to make him a healthy scratch all year. Do you guys think he touches the field? And what do we make of this Texans team? I'm going to jump in right now and say hard no. He does not touch the uh, field. If you need to understand why and you live in a hole, uh, there is no better reporter on the planet, in my opinion, than Jenny Brentress. Uh, and she has done the most uh, inclusive reporting on this story uh, on the planet. She Go read anything and everything she's written about it. She's, she has covered it all, uh, and it's all incredible. So, um, yeah. I don't like disparaging players or teams because I have watched a lot of bad football in my life. And I've been one of those fans who's had to hear your team stinks. And it's unfortunate because the Houston Texans, they stink. They're not going to win a lot of games. Uh, I have nothing but respect for Tyrod Taylor. Brandon Cooks is one of my favorite players in the NFL. I've always been a fan. I want that guy to be healthy because I think he's just so special to watch. I've been a fan since Oregon State. Uh, so, yeah, I they're just – they're not a good football team. They lost – Honestly, the heart and soul of that team and J.J. Watt. Um, not a lot of positives for Houston Texans fans, and I feel for them. I've been where they are because, uh, you, you know, you want to support your team and root for the guys that are out there, but you basically know that every week you're going to be getting up to watch your team lose, um, and that's tough. So hopefully you got some other plans on Sundays, make some time with the family, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe go visit uh, the museum or something. Try, you know, just enjoy joy football when you can and if you don't watch it don't feel like you're missing much because i can't imagine they're going to be making a lot of plays on red zone this year brandon what's this team have to do to be in a contender um rebuild <laughs> everything <laughs> I, right everything uh literally everything. everything um uh dave mentioned and i i really really love this this one player my boy t-mobile that's tyrod taylor i absolutely love tyrod taylor I've uh, been a fan of his for quite some time. I, I just don't think he's ever got a true fair shake. And when he actually had the chance of being, you know, a starter and proving that, he gets injured. And then it's just like, all right, we're going to just put you as a backup again. I don't think he ever really got that true fair shake. And I think he actually could be a a, uh, a quality starting quarterback for some team. I don't know if now. I mean, he is getting older, but. I, I think people have pretty much slept on him for quite some time. So, I mean, huge fan of his. I, I know what his work is. I know what he can do, but it just sucks. Um, Deshaun definitely does not see the field at all this year. Um, I, there's just too much going on in that situation. And I think the NFL kind of wants to, even if, you know, he's proven not guilty in the 30,000 cases that he has, um, I, I don't think the NFL wants that that product on a field. But then again, the NFL has done some crazy things too. So, I mean, there's a chance, um, which I mean, even if he's on the field though, who cares? They're still going to lose. Their team is course. not that good. Of, like we of saw course. Him, of course. He yeah. had one of the best statistical seasons at the quarterback position last year of anybody. And this team was still terrible. And there's yep. no reason to think, even if they had, you know, and listen, when Sean plays, he is one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, but uh, I listen, he's not touching the field and he shouldn't. No. Um, and, and, and if if he does again and if he does play or if he is able to be in the season he's not going to play for the Texans either I, I think that that's also something that we've talked about 
to a nauseating extent. Like he, I don't, there's no way that he stays on the Texans if he is to even come back. But I, I just really think they just need to rebuild that team. I really don't know too many people on that team <laughs> outside of him and Tyrod. Um, I, I obviously know who their head coach is. I know a couple of players, but I mean, I really don't know many people on that team. I just think that team just kind of reverted back to the Houston Oilers and, um, they they're living in their past. <laughs> we find every retread running back. To the Oilers. <laughs> every retread running back is in their backfield right now. You got Ingram, Dave, David Johnson, Rex Burkhead, uh, Philip Lindsay. So they're just uh, going to run you to death, basically. Okay. There you. you go. Um, Bill O'Brien, the aftermath man, losing that number three pick this year would have having that number three pick this year would have been huge, but. What are you going to do? Oh, you mean let's, the uh, offensive let's... coordinator that got praised all yesterday for what the, uh, uh, the, uh, what you call it, Alabama, what the hell is their damn name again? I can't stand Alabama, so I don't even remember their stuff. But the fact that he got praised all day yesterday, I was just like, he sucks. Stop giving Bill O'Brien. He was terrible at Penn State. He was terrible for the Texans. He was, okay, they looked at him as great under uh, Bill Belichick. That was really Bill Belichick. It's Nick Saban's team. Stop giving Bill O'Brien flowers. He doesn't deserve flowers. You're going to give him, throw dead flowers at him, please, because he doesn't deserve real flowers. Oh. <laughs> On to another one of Hayes' <laughs> hot topics. Hey, can uh, can Carson Wentz stay healthy this year? No. <laughs> no. Hard no. <laughs> no. He can't stay healthy. This man, a fly lands on him and he breaks his arm. Like, this dude cannot stay healthy. And that was always, 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 always my problem with him. Because I know if he can stay on the field and it actually has protection, Carson Wentz can pick your team apart. But then that also goes for any other quarterback, right? But he also would have and should have been the MVP the season that he tore his ACL, whatever. I mean, it's there. The numbers were there. Um, I just think Carson, in all seriousness, somebody needs to be in his ear. He needs somebody around him to be like, dude, this is your true last chance. I don't know what everybody else is telling you, but this is really your last chance because people in the league are going to start looking at you as you're broken, as if you're broken. You can't stay healthy. You have immense talent from what we've seen, right? But you can't ever get to that potential because you can't stay on the field. You're not a locker room guy. Clearly shown by his statements when it came to what he talked about the other day towards his, his choice with the vaccination. And everybody has a choice. And we're not here telling you you should or shouldn't. But – to say you're a team player in certain situations is some of the things that he does and or says doesn't show that he's a team player. Now, again, I've watched what he's done in Philly. I know that certain people praise him and, and love him. And of course you're, you're always going to find somebody that likes you, but the Colts were a playoff team prior to you with Phillip rivers. You are at this point in time. And last year, if you were healthy, we're better than Phillip Rivers. So if you come to this team, which you are there now, and they are anything less than a playoff team, everybody's going to look at you, and you're potentially going to get a great coach fired. So, Carson, I do wish you luck. I do want to see you actually excel because I do like you as a player when you're healthy. But somebody needs to give you the truth bomb and let you know that you're a step away from being pretty much – relegated as a backup quarterback or even out of this league. 
Yeah. Thoughts? I, I, I'm going to stay for the record. I think Frank Reich is one of the best coaches in the NFL. I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wentz, unfortunately, and this is, and I don't wish injury on anyone. And I know Brenda's either like, but he just can't stay healthy. And that's unfortunate because Wentz, he's shown that he can play in the NFL. So if he could stay healthy, this team is talented. Like you look mm-hmm. at this roster, like, Jonathan Taylor is a very good running back. I liked him a lot uh, in Wisconsin. You know, even their backups in Marlon Mack and Mahim Hines have proven they can play. You know, unfortunately, T.Y. Hilton's injured and maybe out for the year. I don't really – I haven't heard the latest on him. If he was on the IR or not, I think he might be. Um, you know, Pittman's a good young wide receiver. Uh, I like Paris Campbell. We didn't get to see him at all last year because of injury, so I'm excited to watch him play this year. Quentin Nelson is honestly, as a former offensive lineman, uh, he is probably one of my favorite players to watch uh, as a lineman. He just – He's so talented. He's so strong, and his his play is just incredible. And then defensively, you look at like Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner, uh, Darius Leonard. Like they have some really good defensive pieces on that team. You know, this team really could be a playoff team if Wentz is healthy. But unfortunately, you know, it, it it's hard to bet on Carson Wentz. To have, that's the best way to put it. You know, if you're asking me. Do I think they will be? I'm going to say no, just because I, I don't think he will stay healthy. And that's unfortunate because, you know, when players start to get injured and break down, you know, it's this and then it becomes that. And then, you know, if it's not an arm, it's an ankle. It's not an ankle. It's, you know, the neck. It's it's always something. That's just super unfortunate uh, for a player of his caliber who's who's proven what he could potentially have been. Uh, and maybe still could be. But who knows? But, um, yeah, Colts are a tough one for me. Um you know, you just hope for you know good health, and uh, and then you see how the pieces fall. Yeah, that Caesars has them at ten wins. I, that's that's a lot. That seems like a lot. I mean, they were a playoff team last year, as you guys mentioned, with Philip Rivers, who is now out of the league or retired, but and two and zero as a high school coach. If but if it's the thing, if they're healthy, they are easily, I think, a ten win team. I think they have yeah. the talent to get sure. the ten wins. Health's the question, and obviously that's the question with every team. You know, if you lose Patrick Holmes, you don't win the Super Bowl. But when you're looking at what the, the roster is and saying we need you, everyone here to stay healthy, that's when it gets really scary. Uh, the AFC South is really, Brandon, it's really your division because <laughs> up next we have your Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> My Jacksonville Jaguars. You got a joke, Sam. Uh, yeah, we do. Uh I, I think I mentioned now also I've beaten this dead horse numerous times. Uh, Urban Meyer, I, I'm waiting. I can't stand him, but I'm going to put my my feelings to the side and see what he does first. Because as much as I can't stand him, Urban wins everywhere he goes, Right. Uh, it's also different in college when you're able to recruit the best players <laughs> in in the the nation at that point in time and stack them up on a team, right? This is not college. You don't have all that talent on there. You can't recruit people. You have what you have, and you kind of make do with that. So I'm curious to see how he becomes acclimated in the NFL, uh, how he I already, as I've mentioned, I still feel he's going to lose that locker room and I don't think he's going to be there for more than two years. Um, but I, I am, I am curious for football purposes to see how this team runs under him. Um, I hope Trevor, uh, is not ruined by him because I think, 
I think we all agree that Trevor Lawrence is a phenomenal talent and we want to see what he can do. Um, but this could go south very quickly. Uh, and the Jags literally couldn't protect anybody last year either. Uh, they showed that during the preseason. So uh, if it's open season on a quarterback, that's not necessarily good for a young quarterback psyche um, to know that every second that you step back, uh, you drop back, you have somebody lasering down on you because you don't have guys in front of you that can actually block you and protect you and save your life. Um, so I'm really curious to see how that happens. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, the Jags are the Jags. I mean, they're, they're not the Jalen Ramsey Jags where they were, you know, playoff bound and almost making it to the Super Bowl Jags. Um, this is rebuilding. And so I'm, I'm curious to see how this goes, but uh, it's still to hell with Urban Meyer. <clears throat> yeah, I also am not an Urban Meyer guy, not a fan. Um, but I do like some of the players on this team. And I was intrigued to watch the Jaguars because I did want to see how some of them progressed. You know, obviously everyone knows about Trevor Lawrence, so I'm not going to go out about him. But, you know, the player I'm really bummed is uh, Travis Etienne. I really wanted to see what this kid could do this year. Losing him for the season is just such a bummer. But it opens up for James Robinson, who I thought was still going to get plenty of play. Uh, and we'll get even more. He'll get a lot of touches. I think he proved last year he can be a legit NFL running back. Uh, and so I'm intrigued to watch his progression. You look at the receivers, you know, Chark, Marvin Jones, LSJ. They got some good playmakers. And so I don't think uh, – and you got some veteran playmakers, you know, who, who have been around the block. So I don't think Lawrence is going to be – uh struggling there i think he's got some players to throw to the offensive line is eh, not great um and then defensively they made one of the biggest additions i think it was this year was uh, shaquille griffin who i loved on seattle i think he's a very very good quarterback um and so you know but the defense still needs work obviously you know they still have josh allen who i think is a very good player um so yeah they're they're a few years away they're going to just continue to rebuild so i think they're very similar to what i said with the jets you want to see positive steps for this team you want to see the players develop uh and yeah you don't want urban meyer to lose the locker room and just make bad decisions but you know we will see we'll see if if the college game continues to uh transform the nfl it already has a lot of those um systems have been moved into the nfl and have started to work so uh, we'll see what Mike can do, but uh, he's got he's got some talented players, that's for sure. So it'll be they they should just be a fun team to watch, even if they don't win a ton of games. The Caesars has them at six wins, you know, right where I would have put them. Yeah, that's probably probably makes sense. Uh, I hope I mean Trevor Lawrence is special. Special. I hope Urban doesn't lose the locker room. I love Lavisca Chenault, love him. Um, but yeah, that defense has a lot of work to do and. Yeah, I'm bummed about ETN too. I still don't think they should have drafted him. They had other needs at at the end of the first round there. Um, and I love James Robinson, but yeah, no, we'll we'll see there. Um, moving on to the Titans, I mean they, you know, they lost their offensive coordinator to the Falcons, Arthur Smith, but they gained, uh, you know, a Hall of Famer and and Julio Jones. Is is that enough to make them the favorites in the division guys i'm gonna say yes i think this team is so strong you look at them top to bottom there's no reason they shouldn't win um you know i like Tannehill. i think he's really proven to be a very capable nfl quarterback when at first i was like eh, maybe not miami but 
he's truly turned around and proven that he can play. Obviously, they have one of, if not the one of the strongest running backs in the NFL, and Derrick Henry. Um, and then yeah, Julio Jones is an incredible addition, but that's not already like counting out like AJ Brown, who's one of the best receivers in the NFL as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their old line is pretty strong defensively. You know, they have some strong players. Yeah, I, I like the Titans. I think the rest of the teams in the division have question marks. Whereas the Titans, to me, they, as long as they show up and do what they're supposed to, they will win this division uh, and they will be a playoff team. I think we all think that the Titans can beat the Colts, the Jags, and the Texans this year. But, uh, Hayes, can they can they beat COVID? <laughs> I don't know because if it's a repeat of last year, uh, then by God, they might as well just hang it up already. Um, I, I, I think Dave for, for going first and saying what he said about Ryan Tannehill, uh, and what exactly he said about it is Ryan Tannehill in Miami wasn't, eh, but Ryan Tannehill on the Titans is definitely a quarterback that you have to pay attention to. He may not be again, the, the elite, but he can carry that team and he has, and he's, He's not going to make those big mistakes, but this is exactly what I was talking about earlier with the Tua situation. It depends on what system that you're in. Ryan Tannehill is two completely different players from Miami to the Titans, right? And and you can see that. It, it, it's, I think that's how we lose a lot of good players in the league because of the systems that they're, they're not in, right? Or the systems that aren't built around them. And he also has a phenomenal cast of players, as, as Dave has also said, I mean, you have a linebacker in the backfield that also runs <laughs> faster than most people on the field. And yes, I'm talking about Derrick Henry because he literally stiff arms everybody like they're his child. Um, and it's pretty embarrassing. And I would never want to get stiff armed by a man that looks like that. Um, you bring in Julio. I, I think that's huge. Uh, I think that I mean because you it was hard to guard AJ already. Now who's gonna who's gonna stop AJ and Julio together? And then with Derek back there, I think it's just it's interesting to see where they're going to go. Um, I just hope that they could stay healthy and stay on the field, and uh, COVID doesn't affect them as much as it did last year. I think AJ Brown is gonna have a monster year. He already had a, a great sophomore year. Uh, he's just incredibly efficient. He does everything that this team needs to do. And now when you have someone on the other side, um, the other side of the field, like Julio Jones, if Julio can stay healthy, asterisk, I think this team is going to be well over the nine and a half games that they've slated for him. Tannehill's been underrated for being as just as good as he's been. But having Derrick Henry, just that you guys mentioned the battering ram back there. <laughs> um, it's just, he's just special and, um, and a monster. And uh, yeah, I really like this Titans team. I'm going to pick the Titans to win the AFC South. I don't, I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, Dave. Yeah. Titans for sure. Hey, remember you're, the, you're picking the Jacks. Remember the Titans. I'm not even going to acknowledge that Jags comment. (laughs) Hey, how about, how about we end it on the AFC North? Probably, uh, you know, just uh, historically always been a really tough nitty gritty division here. And I don't think this year is any, any different. 
Uh, we'll start with the Steelers. Uh, I feel like Hayes, before you even continue, a- no, I before you even continue, I feel like Dave is gonna go in on this whole division. I just have a feeling like there's nothing talked about. I just really have a feeling that Dave is gonna absolutely go in on this division. But Sam, continue. What were you asking me, sir? <laughs> Was it a mistake to bring back the 39-year-old Ben Roethlisberger? Yes. Brandon, we've never met in person, but yeah, you're right. I am. And <laughs> right that, the answer is no. Uh, I actually think it was the right decision to bring him back. Let me say why. People, how quickly people forget. The Steelers won 11 games, I believe, to start the year last year. They were one of the best teams in the NFL. And yes, the team is different. They've made some changes. But I actually think... When you look at the young players they have in this team, Najee Harris, who I believe in, I think he's going to have a great season. The wide receiver core of Deontay Johnson, Juju, and Chase Claypool is very talented. Having a – listen, is Ben what he was? No, but he's still a reliable quarterback who can move the offense and can score points. And the NFL, when you have a team that's young, having a player like that is important. Now, I think where the Steelers have messed up is not drafting a backup a young backup to learn under Ben for a season or two to eventually take it. I think they wanted to be Mason Rudolph and I was a Mason Rudolph fan, but he unfortunately is not. We, we got a chance to see him and it didn't really pan out the way I thought it would. So I think they probably should have drafted somebody else again and said like, Hey, we need another backup, a young player to take over the reins. Cause Ben, listen, he only had a season or two left. So that's where I think they've made their biggest like drafting mistake on that team. But on the field, they should win games. The defense is still solid. T.J. Watt is one of the best defenders in the NFL. Um, Cameron Hayward's, you know, a very good player. Joe Hayden, Mick Fitzpatrick. Like, they have good weapons on offense, on defense. Um, and Tomlin is a great coach. So anyone who's sleeping on the Steelers and thinks they're going to be a bad team, I would just say uh, wake up because they're going to be better than you think. So I say no because – or excuse me, I say yes because – I can't stand Big Ben, but I say no because of some of the reasons that you said and and mentioned is because uh, who are they going to have? They do have a quarterback on their roster, which is why they didn't draft a quarterback, which is Dwayne Haskins. And there's a reason why they went and got him. Now, you may not like him and I see your face and I understand it, but Dwayne Haskins has talent. He's he's still in his head. But with Mike Tomlin as his coach, that is a no-nonsense guy that all he does is win, 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 no matter what. Uh, I, I don't think that he's going to let him go and, and do the stuff that he did. I, but he also has now, he's going to have two seasons under his belt learning under Ben Roethlisberger, which when he was in on the Washington football team, they literally just pushed him out there. He had nobody to learn from. It was just, hey, this is what we have. We're already a terrible team. We're going to put you out here. Hopefully you make us better. And he had flashes of talent that he showed down there, but it was also the Washington football team, and they didn't have the defense that they had or that they have now. Um, do I do I believe in Dwayne? No. Um, it's just something about him that I just don't like, um, probably his immaturity. But, I mean, that also could change. Right. Uh, he also was in his hometown, his native area, which you can get yourself in a lot of trouble, uh, as seen with some certain players uh, staying and playing in their hometowns. But I'm curious to see what happens with him under Mike Tomlin, because I believe in Mike Tomlin and I believe in his systems and I believe in the players that he keeps around. And they went out and traded for him. So excuse me, they picked him up, excuse me, after he was released. So they didn't have to do that, but they did. So I'm I'm 
I'm curious as to why Mike Tomlin did that because I think he believes that he has the talent and can build them up to be something, but that is yet to be seen. Um, I just hope that the Steelers don't lose the steam that they lost after going, what were they, 12 and 11 and 0 to start 11 the season? 11 and 0, right? To start the season last year. And then it was just like, what happened, right? And that's the thing that worries about me, uh, that word makes me worry about Ben, because if you're going to sit here and say that he didn't lose gas and there weren't mistakes made and they stopped going to the run game, um, I think there's that's a huge part of what happened. I think they may learn from their mistakes, but there's also a division that's growing around them. And it's not looking like the Steelers division anymore as it has been, as we've known, at least for growing up, is pretty much been the Steelers. So I'm kind of intrigued to see how this goes. Uh, but I love their defense. I love Najee. Um, their defense is always going to be their defense. That steel curtain is the steel curtain for a reason. And I just, I'm curious to see where this team goes. It's a very intriguing team because they do have pieces, like you said, Dave, to actually be a true contender. But I, it starts with Ben. It really does. Sam, I'm going to cut you off real quick. Brandon, ahead, I will guarantee you the future quarterback of the Steelers is not on this roster. It is not Haskins. It is not Rudolph. No <laughs> fans or butts. Back to you, Sam. I, uh, you got him while he's <laughs> sipping water here. Of course, of um, course. We spent we spent two more minutes on Dwayne Haskins than I think he deserves. Um, <laughs> but the Steelers hey. should have traded for Sam Darnold. Uh, that defense is really good. That receiving core is uh, really, really good. I think Chase Claypool steps it up this year. Deontay Johnson needs to hold on to the damn football. And, you know, Juju signed a one-year deal. He's looking for some redemption here. And maybe he'll stop acting like a ass in the, on the, you know, logos of other teams it's not gonna uh, change. on the field. Not Probably gonna not. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, much like uh, – I think he needs to stay healthy, Big Ben. I think this team can, can do it. But I agree with you, Dave. I don't think the, the future of this team under center is on this roster. And, um, I mean, we'll see. I love Najee, too. Really love Najee Harris. Yeah. Uh, nine wins for the Steelers. I, I think it's probably more. Um, but we'll see. Uh, go, going to Browns, a, a hot team. A lot of people like this team. Is this – does Baker Mayfield continue what we saw at the end of last season, the breakout? They're an interesting team. I don't think he breaks out statistically because I just don't think that's how the Browns are run. They're a run-heavy first team. I don't think they ever want Baker to have to throw the ball 30 times a game. I think if he is, that means something has gone wrong for their game plan. So, um, But I don't think it means Baker's going to fall off and be bad. I think he's still a good quarterback, and I think he's going to progress, and the team will be good. To me, the Browns and the Steelers are going to be battling it out for the last wildcard spot. I think um, – they whoever wins those games between those two teams will have a real advantage to get into the playoffs, in my opinion. They're both good. Uh, I like the Browns roster. Uh, I like their offensive a lot. Um, you know, they're an interesting team. Are they like a true contender for a Super Bowl? Probably not for me. Um, but they're a good team and they're going to win a lot of games. I'll say that. And for a city of Cleveland who's watched more losing football than maybe anybody in a long time. Uh, you know, they're, they're at least in like a good window of winning consistently. 
I do worry they could become like the Cincinnati Bengals where they like just make the playoffs every year, but never like kind of get over that hump. Um, that's where I, I could eventually see this team kind of netting out. They need, they still need a few more players on defense for me to become like truly special and be like, okay, yeah, this is a team that can make a real run. Hey, is your Browns take? Cleveland, this is for you. Brown said it, right? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, not a fan of Baker at all. Um, I've mentioned that on here several times, but in all fairness, Baker is and has been proving people wrong over and over again, and he's been getting better and better and better. And as a man, I can't deny when somebody is getting better and shutting people up because I love doing that myself. So that's where I respect him. Um, and I'm intrigued to see what he does because he has two of my favorite players that he throws the ball to. Uh, and they are two very, very good friends. And that's OBJ and Mr. Landry. Um, I, I really, I think the Baker uh, Odell connection is going to be a huge factor in their success this year. I also think that OBJ's health is a huge factor this year and every year as it normally is. Um, because when he is actually on the field, he is a great talent um, and that spaces it out even more. Um, so I'm curious to see how that, that all spans out. The reason why I didn't say Jarvis is Jarvis is pretty consistent to me uh, every year and has been wherever he's gone. Um, it's so funny that a buddy of mine, we prior to the bears now being, I'm just gonna mean the Browns now being a, a pick for the playoffs, we would, we would make bets and we would try to tell people, our other friends that, you know, the Browns got it. They're going to make the playoffs this year because we had faith in some of the defensive players like Joe Hayden that were on, on that, on the teams and Browns put up some viable defenses at times, but they really couldn't do anything offensively, had nobody to lead. I'm just very uh, happy to see uh, this team turn around. I mean, they've historically been known to, to be nothing. They've had a crazy history in the NFL and I've watched plenty of documentaries on how this team was basically left for dead, how they had the hometown hero uh, as their quarterback. And then all of a sudden, because they wanted to move and do certain things, they get rid of him. Uh, Bill Belichick was a part of that, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm really intrigued to see where this team goes. I think that they are a contender in this division. Um, do I think they're Super Bowl ready? Uh, no. Uh, but the Browns have proved many people wrong already in the past couple of years. So good for you. Let's see what you do now. That's all I really have to say about them. I wish them the best. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, mm -hmm. solid, solid backs. I think uh, they're just going to continue to to pound the ball and, uh, and win football games. I really like the Browns this year. One, one uh, quarterback I really like. And receiving core too, Joe Burrow and the the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, what are you guys expecting from Joe Burrow in year two, and and the Bengals year three under Zach Taylor? Maybe year two. I'm not sure. Year three. I'm gonna say I put them kind of in the same spot I put like the Jaguars and the Jets. Um, progress. You want to see Burrow. Obviously, listen. We want to see him stay healthy, uh, but you want to see him progress. You want to see him jealous of receivers some more. I think. 
you know, we saw what he can do with Boyd and Higgins. Uh, and I've been on record. I'm a huge fan of T Higgins. I was a huge fan of Clemson. Um, and I like Jamar Chase. I think he's a really good receiver. I think all three of them are special uh, and can make – and they're going to make defenses really challenge defenses. Um, the rest of the team still has a lot of holes and things they need to keep working on and fixing. So they're not like anywhere near a playoff team. But they can, you know, win a few games here and there. Um, but, yeah, progress to me is is the key for that team. They're in a tough spot because they're just in a really tough division with really good teams around them with much better defenses. And that's where uh, their biggest drawback to me is going to be is like, you know, I think Burrow can put up points, um, but are they going to be able to stop the other offenses? Uh, that's going to probably be a problem. I, I think they got to keep Joe Burrow upright for sure. Um, and not drafting Penny Sewell. I, I mean, I, I get the Jamar Chase connection, but, um, and Penny Sewell hasn't looked great in Detroit either, but, at, you know, early reports out of camp, but um, keeping him healthy. I mean, they, they've really eased him in this camp. Uh, I think he's got all the talent in the world and I really enjoy him playing quarter, watching him play quarterback. So, uh, and I love T Higgins. I agree with you. I love Tyler Boyd, uh, two of my favorite receivers in this league. And, and Jamar, Jamar Chase has got to knock the rest off. I'm not too worried about all those drops in camp and, and, you know, everything that happened in the, the preseason games there reports are he's getting a lot better and you know he hasn't played football in so long so mm-hmm. i'll take that but hayes what do you what do you think oh sorry dave go ahead. I, was just saying, I think the drops to me seem like could you just be like a concentration issue because he's probably learning the offense and so what he's thinking about so much he's not really just playing ball i think once like things slow down for him and he really understands the playbook and he just kind of like it goes in there and does what he does he'll be absolutely fine i, I think this is just rookie stuff I don't think anyone has anything to worry about Jamar Chase. He's too again, talented. Again, he's a rookie. And I think, again, we are spoiled by seeing some players come in and excel right off the rip, and everybody expects yeah. them to be that. And I think it's it's kind of sickening for me. I don't know how you guys truly feel about it because I know we know, like speaking of Jamar Chase, we know the talent that he has. <laughs> We've watched what he can do. We know that he can catch the football. If he couldn't catch the football, he would not be – where he is right now. Right. Um, so I think it's, people just need to understand that, you know, situations it'll play out. Right. He's got a, a phenomenal quarterback. I think we all agree. And, 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 and a talented Joe Burrow that can get him the rock. And I mean, they have that relationship, so they, they have that connection. So that that's not going to be an issue. You already mentioned Boyd, you mentioned T Higgins. I, I mean, it's, he, they have people around that's going to also bring the attention to him. So he's going to be able to run and roam freely as well and be, and take the attention off of him so it's not the main focus until he starts lighting it up and then everybody's like all right we got to pay attention to this guy but i, I don't think uh, again i i agree i that the drops are an issue but that was also preseason preseason doesn't matter during the reg- regular season so it's okay we've watched plenty of people i mean the ravens are 20 20 uh, wins in a row in the preseason and tell me the last time they won a super bowl does that well, really matter? Does that pan out in in the regular season? No. So it's you can be great in the preseason, doesn't matter. You can be terrible in the preseason, doesn't really matter. It's just we'll see what happens. But I, I think uh, they're an intriguing young team. They have a lot of talent. Uh, but Sam, as you mentioned, and you mentioned it several times before, keeping Joe upright is going to be the biggest challenge. And if they can, I do think the sky's the limit for them. But they're just a growing young team. And, you know, no Gio Bernard 
in the backfield. They really want to keep from reports, at least they really want to keep Joe Mixon on the field for all three downs. And, you know, can he make that jump? He's been pretty inconsistent. He's had some great years. He's had some inconsistent years. So this team needs a lot of work. That defense needs a lot of work, but that offense will be fun. Joe Burrow ripped it a ton across the field last year. And, you know, so he's going to continue to do that. And for my dynasty team, I hope he continues to do so as well. I have a really tough decision. I'm going to throw it on you guys really quick. Uh, I have the potential of drafting either Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith, and I keep going back and forth. I'm trying not to let the preseason stuff with Chase, um, you know, bother me, get in the way here. But Dave, you, you're thinking. Okay, so I my here's my theory, and I, I I would pick Chase for one reason, and I could be wrong. I think Smith has a higher upside to be better. But I truly believe that Smith is going to be injured. Uh, I just, I for some reason, I feel like he's I'm fighting him all the time. I'm fighting him. I feel like he's injured all the time. That's, I, listen, I think he's talented. I think if he's on the field, Smith could be better. I'm picking Chase because I think in that offense, he's going to see a ton of passes. Uh, and I think it's tough. You can go both ways in this one. But I'm gonna, yeah, I'm I know. Gonna, it's hard. I, I think he'll stay healthy. I think he'll be healthy. Um, and if one of those other two receivers in Boyd or Higgins gets injured, his numbers only goes up. Um, yeah. Also, the Eagles' offense is way too scary. I think you know where you're going to go with the Bengals. They're going to throw the ball a lot. I also am not a, uh, a believer in Joe Mixon. I think he's a little overrated. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Chase. I know where you stand, Hayes. <laughs> I know. So, really, you were just asking. Fly. I appreciate that. I was really, really just asking, asking you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I even have an opportunity to draft them, but I've been going back and forth. Jalen Waddle, Dark Horse. Hey, how about the the Ravens, as you alluded to, Hayes? Uh, they haven't lost a preseason game in, like, forever. And, um, you know, can, is it this? Is it the year? Can Lamar get them over the hel- hump? Can Lamar stay on the field? Are the Ravens a Super Bowl contender? What you say? Can he get him over the hump? I don't know. That is really a mystery to me. I really don't know. Um, I, I, I've been hearing, like, watching some of these media outlets, uh, NFL Network, ESPN, talk about uh, hearing an actual, uh, what was it, a, a coordinator, or saying that people will figure uh, Lamar Jackson out this year. And Lamar's response was the greatest thing ever to me. He was like, okay, we'll see. Yeah. Because I don't think you – that's what people have said about Mike Vick. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure out how to stop him. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think you can stop a talent like that. The only the only way that a talent like that can stop is if they stop their own selves, meaning if they get in their yeah, own way. Mike Vick stopped you know, Mike Vick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's, there was no way that you were stopping Mike Vick, right? Is if, if a play broke down, that wasn't – that was a break play that broke down for the team – and for you, but once a play breaks down, now everybody has to scramble and do that. And when you have the best scrambling person on the field, it's pretty hard to stop that, right? And he can also throw the ball, which I think people still keep forgetting that Vic had a phenomenal arm as well, too. Um, I think they keep forgetting that Lamar Jackson can also throw the ball as well, too. But um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I've been trying to figure that in my head is like, can they finally get over that hump? What are they missing? Um and I really can't put my finger on it. So maybe Dave, Dave can, when he, when he speaks, but um, yeah. I, I just think uh, they have potential to be a Super Bowl contender. 
but I, I really don't know if they can make it that far. Um, I think they, they always shoot themselves in the foot uh, when they have an opportunity to get over the hump, but they have all the confidence in the world. It's just, eh, I, I don't know. Well, gonna, all right. So I think when people talk about the Ravens, it comes down to one thing. Do you people believe in Lamar Jackson or do they not? I have always believed in Lamar Jackson. I liked him at Louisville. I liked him in the draft. I liked him in the NFL. I think he is a Super Bowl away from being on a stratosphere of like mm-hmm. the next like great quarterback, like with like the Mahomes conversation. I think like he, that is what he's missing to like jump to that level. Mm-hmm. And to me, he can absolutely do it. I believe when you look at this team, good coach, good defense, great quarterback, solid weapons. Uh, yeah, health is, is an issue. He's a running quarterback, so he always, he's going to take some shots and stuff. But like he can do everything on the field. He's mm-hmm. proven what he what he is in the NFL. He doesn't have to prove himself to anybody else. Um, you know, he, he's a, he's a weapon. He's, he's a game changing weapon at the quarterback position he is almost, uh, unhittable when he's on, on the run because he's so elusive. So yeah, I, I really, I, I think he will like the Ravens just win and win and win with him at quarterback. There's no reason to believe they won't win the division with him because he's, his track record shows his record is incredible. So yeah, the playoffs come and can he get over the hump? I mean, he's, I think he will. I think. I think the Ravens are going to make a real run this year. I would love to see a Ravens Chiefs AFC Championship. Game. I that would to as me well. is like oh my dream, God. dream oh my scenario because I think those two quarterbacks would just put on such a show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you told me the Ravens were in the Super Bowl this year, I would absolutely say, "Yep, I could see that." Um, and you know, I still would pick the Chiefs just because uh, I like the team overall better, especially the weapons on offense. But yeah, I, I believe in the Ravens. I believe in Lamar Jackson, and I believe they're going to be a dangerous, dangerous team this year. I uh, I think the receivers are what what they're missing. Obviously, the, I mean, they lost J.K. Dobbins, which is a huge blow. I really liked him coming out of Ohio State, and he, he had a great year. Gus Edwards has taken the reins before. He'll continue to do so, but uh, Rashad Bateman's out for who knows how long, hopefully not too long. Um, they also, lo- uh, I mean, Sammy Watkins, or that's the other receiver they added. They have Hollywood Brown. Do they really, I mean, Mark Andrews is a top five tight end. Do they really need more receivers the way they play? I mean, losing Dobbins is a, a big deal. We'll see if they add anyone else. I mean, they have some rookies there. They have Justice Hill, but um, I'd like to see them just add another receiver. I really like Bateman coming out of college. Um, and hopefully he can, uh, he, you know, losing time when you're, you're in camp and getting an injury, it sets you back in the, in the, uh, the beginning of the season. So hopefully he can hit the ground running, but I, I think they're receivers away from making that jump, but I would love to see them in the, the title game, I, you know, um, as well. Just I, I like the team. I believe in Lamar. I'm not like a huge, huge Lamar fan as you guys are, but I, I really, I see it and I, I believe in it, you know, for sure. Uh, so just wrapping up the, the AFC North, uh, who you guys got? It's, um, we've kind of been a little static across the board here, but I'm, I'm going to pick the Browns. I'm going Ravens. And I'm also going Ravens. All right. Nice. And let's let's uh let's pick some wild card teams. Brandon, Brandon, who do you got on the wild card? Well, nope. two wild card teams. Remember, me and me. 
Um, no, Chargers and Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Chargers and Browns. I also have the Chargers and Browns, but I could see Chargers and Steelers. Like I had said earlier, I really think it comes down to who wins those games between the Browns and the Steelers. Um, I think whoever can pull out an extra win if they can take both those games could be the one who gets the wild card spot. That, that That's where that second wild card come, to me is going to come out of, one of those two teams. Interesting. I I like the Chargers. I really believe in Justin Herbert. I love the receivers that we've gone over this. Austin Eckler, I agree with you, Dave. I think Austin Eckler is a, a weapon. Um, they've shirt up the line. Um, that defense is great. I just – they didn't – I don't know, rookie head coach. I, I'm going Steelers and Ravens here. Just going to keep it in the AFC North. But um, I, I would not – this is my hedge. If the Chargers were one of those teams, I would, I would totally uh, not blink at that at all. Totally. Who who we got coming out of the the AFC for the Super Bowl? Um, is this a, even a question? Can we just end the podcast now? Or I mean, let's, we might as well let's review the NFC review the NFC picks really quick. Uh, at least for Super Bowl picks, Brandon, you had the Rams. I had the Packers. Dave, you had the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I still think I thought about this all week, and not having the Bucks on this list is is a hot take um, from all of us, but. It's always we'll easy see. to pick, the box. pick somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so who, who who do we have going to the Super Bowl from the AFC? <laughs> the Chiefs. It's, yeah. it's a possible like pick that. against, but I would love I would love a Ravens Cardinal Super Bowl. That would be unbelievable. Wow, that'd be that interesting. Be unbelievable. Wouldn't, wouldn't see that coming. But again, it's 2021. What do we see coming nowadays? You know, every day is an adventure. Awesome. Uh, have any uh, any other picks you want to throw out there? You know, MVP, offensive rookie of the year, uh, offensive player of the year. What? Just I didn't write anything down on the notes, so just anything jumps out, just throw it out there, guys. <laughs> I don't. I don't have anything this week. Nope, not. All right, give me, Mah- give me Mahomes as MVP. Give me uh, Zach Wilson as offensive rookie of the year. Uh, and give me Mike Tomlin as coach of the year. All right. I'm never going against Mike Tomlin as coach of the year, ever. I'm just not. He's he's just a phenomenal coach, and all he does is win, as I said before. So I think that's a phenomenal pick, sir. Mahomes is Love definitely Mike MVP. Tomlin. <laughs> you picked Mike Tomlin to win coach of the year, but you don't have him making the playoffs? Yeah. I said they could be a playoff. I said oh, they, they could, could be. be. Oh, I said, mm-hmm. yeah. So if they, okay. if they make playoffs and they are as, as good as I think they could be. I also Makes think sense. they're right. that people are sleeping on, which is why I think people right. will give him perspective like, oh, they won a lot of games. They're better than everyone thought. That's why he's coached to the year kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, totally. I get that. I, get that. Um, I think he's great. Um, what, do you, what are you guys looking forward to this week? Psych, oh, it's man. the beginning of this, football season, baby. This, no, this, no, for me, this is the best weekend. Saturday, I got Tottenham Crystal Palace, and then Sunday, I got Jets Panthers. Pumped, super great sports weekend. If you're a soccer fan, uh, check out the Premier League. It's the greatest. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm very excited for this weekend. Back-to-back days of sports, and one's at 7.30 in the morning, so it's perfect. Wake up, take care of the daughter, watch a little soccer while the wife sleeps in. It's the best. Look at you. Father of the year. There you go. There Husband you go. of the year. I, uh, Here's baby. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump you here. Derek Jeter gets into Hall of Fame on Wednesday. Um, so that's 
as a as a lifelong Yankee fan, that that'll be special. Um, much deserved and long time coming. We've you know it's been delayed so many times now. So shout out to Larry Walker and Derek Jeter. But then you also have you know Cowboys Bucks on Thursday. I'm just ready. I have two fantasy drafts on Wednesday night. I'm just we're I'm ready to go. We're ready. So. Uh, definitely seeing Jeter get inducted to the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's my second favorite player of all time uh, and influenced my baseball career. So first is Ken Griffey. The kid is why I played center field. Um, watching the Cowboys, the team that I can't stand the most, and then watching the quarterback that I can't stand the most but respect the most play each other. Um, is going to be extremely intriguing to watch how that plays out. I'm really, really intrigued to see what Dakota does um, and how the Cowboys look, but I'm also more intrigued to see what the uh, reigning Super Bowl champs look like. Uh, Saturday, we are. Good to see my boys from Penn State win another game because that's what's going to happen. And then the following week, they get to play Auburn. Uh, But I'm really, really intrigued to see Ohio State and Oregon play each other on Saturday. I think that's going to be a huge, huge, huge game um, to see how that all plays out. Uh, Go Oregon Ducks, (laughs) needless to say. Um, And then Sunday, my boys play the uh, Falcons, uh, which is going to be pretty interesting to see the pick that they could have chose in Pitts, but I'm okay with Devonta Smith out there. And I hope Jalen Hurts finally shuts everybody the hell up in this first game. But again, they're playing the Falcons, so it's not really going to be a statement. But football's back, and I'm going to be very, very static to see all that. Yeah, we can't wait, man. Thank you for uh, listening to part two of our NFL preview. Uh, Dave, thank you so much for jumping on. We've got almost four hours of football talk here over the last two weeks. And I just, you know, speaking for Brandon, too, just loved it. Uh, thank uh, you thank so you much. Guys, Don't speak for me. I can't stand you, Dave. Now continue. <laughs> I always appreciate you guys bringing me on. Thank you guys right. for everything. And uh, anytime you want me back, you always get my always number. door is always open. The Zoom chat is always open, man. No, uh, it's it's not it. until he apologizes about the Devonta Smith injury comment, and then he's welcome back it. again. That's how I believe. I stand by what I believe. He's we'll not. Get, he's not welcome back. I don't want him to be injured. I want him. I want him to do well. I got a lot of friends who are big uh, Eagles fans, but I just, yeah, I, I worry he's going to be injured. That's my biggest concern with him. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll settle this another day. Uh, but for uh, for Dave and Brandon, my name is Sam. Thank you so much for listening to Chase Points podcast, and make sure to follow us on Instagram. And uh, just thank you for listening, however you do. So. Until then, we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. I promised you guys last week that I would come back with something. Um, and this week, it's the art of excuse me. Um, this is a talent that seems to have been lost across humanity, uh, is the art of excuse me. And I don't know where it has been lost. Uh, it is probably a relic now. Um, and I need to understand at what point in time did society forget to use the word excuse me when you're walking in front of people and cutting them off or you are uh you are just being an obnoxious person or you're just burping in front of people or you know passing gas like i i just don't understand why people just don't know how to say excuse me anymore uh it really really blows my mind uh people it's it's something called manners some of you may not have been taught it uh 
I'm more than willing to give a class, a dissertation on, excuse me, and manners. Uh, I can give you, you have my social media. We drop it all the time on here. Uh, if you need that, you need a one-on-one consultation. I am there for you. But please, please, please start incorporating excuse me into your daily habits. I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode. Goodbye.